You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast with our friend John Owning. <laughs> Landon, Thanksgiving is co- coming up. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, man. You put me on the spot. Um, it should just come right off your tongue. What, what's the favorite? No, because I love several. I would say uh, stuffing. I mean, really well done stuffing is so good. It's so good. So I, I would say probably stuffing. So my fiance, her grandmother puts eight sticks of butter in like Oof. one pan of stuffing. I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal, but like yeah. we're all gonna it, die it here. Will, it will kill you very quickly. Yes, yeah. No, yeah. my my wife is uh, my wife's whole family is from Louisiana, so uh, they put. I don't know. If, I mean, she she says that like being from Louisiana means that you put a lot more butter and stuff, but <laughs> all of her recipes include a lot of butter as sure. well. So we're just a, a, a society of people uh, slowly killing ourselves with our food. Absolutely. We're going to eat uh, well tomorrow. But coming up on today's show, we are going to preview the Cowboys and Redskins Thanksgiving matchup. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. I want to talk about the Cowboys offense against Washington's defense because in the first matchup, the Cowboys had a lot of problems moving the yeah. ball against this this Washington front. And again, they're very good and they're healthy. They have Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith. Obviously, those two Alabama interior guys and Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are, are game wreckers. How can the Cowboys have more success against this front seven uh, this week, uh, this time around against Washington? Well, I, I think that they need to try to find a way to continue to try to play some more up-tempo stuff. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they – I mean, if you're talking about from a matchup point of view, uh, I think that Dallas is likely, especially with um, – you know, Swaim uh, having the the wrist injury and being out for a little bit of time. I think that they they should naturally try to find a way into a little bit more you know spread formations. Try to get uh, some of these big guys off the field a little bit just to kind of get some room. Uh, I, I think first of all, you're going to be able to throw the ball against some of these outside guys, I think. You know, Hopefully I mean, even some, better than the last game because they didn't yeah, have Omar they didn't have last game. Cooper last time, yeah. And I think that is going to uh, help kind of uh, – like in the same way that we've discussed every week about how Amari has helped the wide receiver group by kind of just providing a top and slotting everyone properly, I, I think it's also going to help with these matchups. I, I think Cooper is, versus Norman is a huge mismatch. I, I, I mean, I think you know, Norman has been a solid – still a solid player, but I don't think – he can uh, keep up with with Cooper. You know, I mean, I th- now, if, if he it, get- it, it does sound like he's going to start traveling with number one receivers. He's kind of done that over the past couple of weeks. So it does sound like we're going to see some Norman Cooper matchup in this game. Great, let's put Cooper in the slot and let's see what Norman's got. That, you know I mean, that's that's why I would love like, to see. The, let's because I, I, I frankly, I mean, I'll I'll take Norman following Cooper around anywhere. This is not. I, I don't view this as a great matchup for Norman. Because Cooper is such a great, uh, uh, such a crisp route runner, so quick. Like in and and you know, besides the fact that he's also got the size, and I think that that's going to be something for that's going to be difficult for Norman to contend with, especially if you know on double moves and stuff like that. Norman's likely going to get 
uh, you know, take some bites. So uh, the, the thing about it is that they also have, you know, they added Clinton Dick since we've we've, we've played them. Um, you know, they already mm-hmm. have Swearinger, who's been playing an incredible, an incredible level all season, really, as a strong safety. Um, I, I just think that the Cowboys are going to be able to find a lot more success schematically if they can find a way to you know, spread these guys out a little bit. I mean, especially like we said, because of the tight end situation, spread these guys out a little bit, get more of their, you know, smaller ball guys on the field, uh, and then try to, you know, mix in, run and pass the short passing game, you know, smoke screens outside to these guys make you know johnson and moreau and these guys tackle and and make them uh, uh you know make make this defense it's a tough defense it's a good defense but make them defend the whole field you know like because i, I don't think that lining up especially if you're going to be short a tight end lining up and 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 just exclusively trying to uh you know, bang it out between the tackles is going to work uh, 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 so well uh, against this defensive line. I think it, you may have better success there with Suafilo versus uh, Connor Williams being a better matchup yes. with some of these bigger yes. guys. But I still think that as far as how this offense will win against this defense, they're going to, I think, find their best success in 11, 10 personnel. Personnel that can spread this defense out, make force them to put cornerbacks on the field. Uh, and 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 get smaller, and then you know altering the the pass and the run. I'm glad that you brought up Suafilo because we kind of touched on him yesterday a little bit. That we said, I still believe Connor Williams is a better player, but in this matchup, Suafilo might be the the better player to go against Jonathan Allen and Payne because he has a little bit more size and strength. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, two other points that I want to mention really quickly, and feel free to comment on either. Uh, in the first matchup. The Cowboys ran a lot of double moves against Washington secondary, and they had some success. Obviously, Michael Gallup's touchdown in that game was on a double move. Uh, on the one of the final drives on the play that Prescott was sacked by Ryan Kerrigan, uh, he was Prescott was looking for Michael Gallup, who ran a beautiful double move at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching it, like on the All 22. And if he had just a, a half a second more, that probably would have been a 90-yard touchdown because these cornerbacks are a very aggressive set of corners. They love to bite on stuff, kind of like we talked about with Philadelphia a couple weeks ago. Washington is exactly the same way. So if the protection can hold up, I expect the Cowboys to run a lot of double moves. And the one other note that I had is I've been kind of just watching this team over the last couple weeks, and it appears that Mason Foster is not 100%. It kind of looks like he he's dealing with some kind of injury that's not um, being reported, but he looks significantly slower now than he did in the first matchup that the Cowboys played him. So just keep an eye on Mason Foster. I would love to see the Cowboys, you know, maybe get Zeke isolated alone with Foster. Maybe they run some routes in the middle of the field with Cole Beasley, but Foster does not look like he he has the same quickness he does now compared to the beginning of the season. So any thoughts on either of those two little notes? Uh, I, I kind of had you cut out for the first part, so give me the first part again. But let me talk about Just, Mason Foster real quick, ahead. and then and then you can remind me. Uh, I, I do agree. I think you know I liked Foster coming out of college, and, and uh, I don't think he's – was he drafted by the Redskins or was he drafted by another team and then ended up? On I the think Redskins? it was Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Yeah, or the Saints or something maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I was ahead. I was a fan of his in college, and then. Uh, uh, he just has not played uh, quite at the level that I expected him to. Um, you know, I, I, it was Tampa Bay, by the way. It was Tampa Bay. Okay, so um, 
yeah, but but even then, I, I do I do agree with you. I think he's been slowed by an injury. Uh, I, I I haven't seen them announce anything for him, but it just feels like he might be playing a little bit slow. And I, and I agree that uh, uh, he he is someone that can be taken advantage of. It. What was the first question? Just on the double moves, uh, we oh, saw a yes. ton of the double moves last that time against Washington. I, th- I can expect that you're going to see it again this week. Yeah, I definitely. You know, I mentioned that with Cooper. I definitely, ex- I definitely expect more of it. And I, I think really what the key is is making sure uh, that it's blocked. You know, I think that's really. Mo- I mean, with the double moves, it obviously requires a little bit more time in the pocket. So that's really more my concern is that. Uh, I, I don't have doubts that these guys can win on double moves, and especially with guys like Norman and, and, and Swearinger, who are you know known to be overly aggressive at times. Uh, you know, I think that I think that, that that's gonna you could definitely have some success there. Uh, but the question is going to be, you know, will they be able to buy the time that they need to for Dak to get it off? And I think that's really where we're going to have to see exactly, you know, if they are. Up to up to the task. I mean, that's you know that's where you will hope that the Suafilo and the, the Colombo changes you know makes a market difference there. All right, one more thing I want to ask you before we move on to the defense. Uh, Jeff Swaim is not going to play in this game, and I think that's a big loss because Swaim is their most complete tight end on the roster. Which tight end of the three remaining in Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin, and Rico Gathers do you think makes the most sense against this Washington defense? Well, I, I mean, I think that they will use a variety of them. Um, I, I think that, you know, at least immediately, um, that the, the the idea is, you know, to kind of use them as, you know, to their strengths and as needed, you know, particularly for specific plays. I, I would assume. I, I, yep. I think that the I think that the long term solution there, or at least you know, let's say he's out for I don't know, like three or four weeks uh you know i think that the idea likely would be to try to see what schultz can do in that in that role you know i i think we've kind of we know what jarwin is unfortunately at this point um we know what i think you know rico is continuing to improve and get better you know each each game and i think you know we, he should continue to get snaps i don't know that he's ready to take on a starter's load yet um i but I think that Dalton Schultz can, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be able to, you know, p- perform at, I don't know that he's ready to perform at the level of the starting tight end yet, but I think he's ready to at least handle that many snaps and he will execute the, the, the play correctly. I just don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, physically hold up. That will be the question. But uh, from what we've seen, you know, of, uh, of, uh, his play in the last few weeks, I, I feel like he's earned a shot to try to, you know, kind of get an opportunity to take those snaps himself, um, or at least get a, an increase in, in snaps to the point where you can get an evaluation to see if he's ready to, to, you know, to maybe move into that spot. I just think that Rico, you know, the thing about Rico's, you know, learning curve is that even though he's been in and a pro longer technically his curve is so much longer still you know and i yeah. think with 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 Schultz you know he's got to get stronger in the offseason that's that's a big part of what he the way he needs to get better but at the same time like i think he can mitigate some of that with you know improved technique and just understanding the speed of the game better so i i guess my point is is that i i think with Schultz getting the lion's share of the 
of the snaps there, his his learning curve is likely to get you know a little bit softer and a little bit easier for him. Whereas I still think that you know Rico is another off season away before being skilled enough to be prepared to kind of take on that extended role of tight end one. Right. I think Rico right now, you want him playing somewhere between nine to 16 snaps a game. Like that's probably yeah. the target area for Dallas. Anything more Dalton, that's going to expose him. You know, it's like, I think, I right. think that's, and that's exactly what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Schultz can probably handle 20 to 30 snaps. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit more Olawali in this game, maybe even a little bit more Noah Brown, just depending on the looks that Washington gives them. I think they can be okay without Swaim. It's just going to take them being a little bit more creative to replace him. Uh, Let's pause so I can tell you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over/under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's go ahead and flip to the other side of the ball, the Cowboys defense against the Washington offense. The first thing we have to talk about is Colt McCoy, um, and I can I can let you go first if you want to. I, I've done a lot of studying on Colt McCoy. Uh, what? How does the game plan change with McCoy in the lineup rather than Alex Smith? Well, I mean, I think that you're just going to need to rely on. I, I, it's funny because it's it feels like in the same way that Alex Smith is kind of a bus driver extended. You know, like he's you know he's 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 kind of more that that pass distributor you know let let the players around you make the plays get the ball out to him sort of you know type Almost like make a point the, guard yeah like make the smart decision and get the ball to him i think that that's um that's clearly uh uh you know what the his game is going to be as well just with less athleticism with you know less skill i think yeah it he's 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 not likely to make a bad or wrong decision you know he's going to be prepared um he's going to understand what you know where his his help is he's going to understand the protections he's not going to get you know necessarily confused by what's out there um you know but i think at the same time like he doesn't have any kind of elite skills he's not going to be able to uh you know break the pocket and run for 40 yards i mean alex smith is a, an incredible athlete not that colt yeah. boy isn't but but you know i mean he's he's not alex smith um can i tell you my biggest difference between yeah, the two yeah no please i mean I, I i i want to hear what you got yeah when I watched Colt McCoy, and I even went back to the Cowboys 2014 game where they played McCoy, if McCoy is in a rhythm, he can make all the throws in the middle of the field. And actually, that's what he prefers. Uh, you saw even last week, Jordan Reed had the best game of his season when Colt McCoy got in the game. He is really accurate in the middle of the field. 
Going back to Texas, McCoy's biggest weakness has always been his arm strength and velocity. He just really struggles to drive the ball to the sideline. Um, if you can kind of get everything congested in the middle of the field and force him to throw the ball out to Josh Doxson and Michael Floyd on the sideline with Byron and Chidobe covering him, you're going to have a lot of success. That ball takes forever to get there. So will the Cowboys be able to do that? I'm not sure. Jay Gruden's a really good offensive mind. I'm sure he's going to come up with schemes and things that will get McCoy into a rhythm and kind of prevent him from having to throw those balls on the outside. But if the Cowboys can force him to do that, I think they'll find a lot of success this week against McCoy. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that sounds correct to me too. I, I I just think that you know he's 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 the same player that he's been since he was in college. You know, I think uh, he's obviously improved his skill set a little bit, and and the and the players that he's throwing the ball to are, have more skills. But I and I think that that you know that's something that you can win with in the NFL. And I don't think you should sure. discount that. But at especially the same time, especially with that defense, especially with the defense they have. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think it's definitely something that they can, you know, that he can take advantage of, of defenses and, and he can, you know, he can win football games. So the question is, you know, is he going to? Can the Cowboys put pressure on him? Can the Cowboys make his life difficult enough that it's it's not going to happen? He's not someone that you, you're trying to worry about. I, I just try to temper against, hey, he's the backup quarterback and, you know, well, sure. he can't do this. Like they've got skilled players on the, on that side. If they play and, and they work for him, they can win this game. Speaking of pressure, the Washington offensive line is going to look a lot different than it did the first time the Cowboys played them. Uh, we're still waiting on the injury report from some of these guys, but it kind of appears that Trent Williams is going to be a very questionable player for this one. Obviously, they lost Brandon Sheriff, their Pro Bowl guard. Uh, I'm looking at Pro Football Focus's depth chart right now, and they've got Jonathan Cooper playing left guard. Uh, Morgan Moses has, has been pretty banged up over the last couple weeks. Uh, but on the flip side, Dallas's defensive line's banged up. Uh, we we probably will see Taco Charlton, no David Irving, who played in the first matchup. Uh, do you expect the Cowboys to get more pressure against this Washington offensive line this time around? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I think you know at least in the middle. I mean, just because of all the injuries that Washington's had, I, I think that you know that that hopefully that the Cowboys can exploit that. I mean, even if you're not talking about like the direct, you know, one-to-one matchups, you know, lining up across from each other. The Cowboys are really good about, you know, looping and stunts and games and that sort of thing and, and trying to get f- people free in the middle. And then you include people like Jalen Smith who are incredible at, you know, getting blitzes down the middle of the field. Um, I, you know, I think that they should be able to find ways to exploit uh, what is happening with the Washington's, uh, the middle of Washington's off- offensive line to be able to get some pressure there. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that, um, uh, you know, uh, that they are able to uh, kind of take advantage of that. And then, you know, maybe, like you said, like if Trent Williams is not at 100 percent, you know, he's still an incredible freak of nature. But, you know, why uh, why he can't uh, why he can't be beaten by Randy Gregory, you know, uh, w- with a little bit of injury. I don't know why. I think I think that, that that's something that that could we could start seeing more of more. I mean, we've seen Gregory beat Jason Peters. So, sure. uh, you know, I think it's, you know, we're, as Gregory has gotten a little bit better and he's moved a little bit further away from uh, the knee scope, I think, you know, we've seen a, a, a tick up in his play. And I think, you know, 
this is kind of the next challenge for him is to take on a, a Trent Williams and see if he can, you know, especially when he's hurt. I think there's that's like a very balanced matchup between the two. So Trent Williams has been out the last couple of weeks with a thumb injury. I know um, Jay Gruden said yesterday that it's all going to be depending on whether or not he can grip. Um, and he hasn't practiced the last couple of days, so it's going to. I, I I would almost guess that he's not going to play. Uh, the backup there is Ty Niski, who is one of the better swing tackles in the league. So even if even if it's though you know Gregory gets Niski, I, I still think the Cowboys should have an advantage there. You you mentioned the middle. That's where they're going to have to do their damage. Um, the Cowboys should be healthier across the entire defensive line. Um, I expect Tyrone Crawford to move back to defensive tackle. It sounds like Antoine Woods is good to go. Malik Collins is healthy. They may have Daniel Ross. So they, they should almost be at full strength there, and you would expect uh, the, the Cowboys to maybe have an advantage there. And one last thing before we move on. This is a game where you know when you have a banged-up interior offensive line, you want a veteran quarterback to get you in the right play. Um, I, I think you know Colt McCoy's been around for a while, but when you're talking about a backup quarterback playing with a, a lot of backup offensive linemen, that's where a lot of problems can happen, right? Yeah, I mean, th- certainly. I think, especially if you're talking about, I don't know how long this guy's been playing center for them, but I, I think that, you know, specifically for... You know, when you have a center, a different center or a different quarterback, uh, that's something that you know that doesn't get discussed enough. Is that um, you know the communication between the quarterback and the offensive line, especially the backup quarterbacks, you know, and just identifying what they see, you know, and just identifying, you know, because it, it, that's the thing is that you have to not only identify what you see and then be on the same page on what that means, you know, for the particular protection called for that play you know if they call a scat protection you got to know that the mic being 50 means that you start your count with this guy and not this guy and and so sure. now you you think that the uh, the right tackle is taking the defensive end even though the blitz is coming blah 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 you know just it's there's, there's so many different hundreds different little calculations that have to be made pre-snap that if you aren't on the same page with one of them Suddenly, you're going down this decision tree with on different branches, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's 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 lots of little things that that can uh, uh, go wrong, and that's why you know the back of quarterback position is so uh, difficult. It's tough to play. You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's gonna be really because tough. it's you really have to be able to do all that stuff and come in and be able to do that stuff immediately. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we will give our predictions for the Thanksgiving Day game. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free 
when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay five dollars shipping. Again, that's Blue B L U E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Landon, best part of the show. Every single week we make our predictions. Uh, I have been off the last couple of weeks. After having a, a hot streak for the last 24 games, I think I've missed now three straight games or something like that. It, it's been pretty bad. So um, who do you have winning this game? What's your final score and why? Well, I, I think I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I mean, uh, neither. First of all, Washington's offense is just—it uh, does not look great right now, just with all the injuries and everything. I think Dallas is definitely not going to be um, surprised by uh, you know anything that wa- that Washington's going to do offensively. I think that they, you know, they're fully aware of what kind of Adrian Peterson they're facing. They're prepared for that. Um, so I think that aspect of it is, uh, uh, you know, not not going to be uh, as much in play. And I think, like I said, the talent level of who they're facing is not even that 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 much better when they faced them last time. But it's still, you know, at the positions you're talking about, the the quarterback, the you know, the interior offensive line, and especially when you add those things together, uh, it could make things very difficult for Washington. And then on the flip side, you know, I think Dallas's offense has improved quite a bit since we played Washington, it feels like. Yeah, but it's still a very good you know, defense that we're going against Absolutely. with 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 really good players on all, all three levels. So um I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I think that, you know, playing at home, they've got some momentum. Washington's, you know, had a couple of things go wrong for them. Um, you know, I think playing at home on a short week is a bigger advantage than just a normal home, you know, home field advantage. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Dallas fans show up on Thanksgiving. So um, I think we'll get a nice little home field advantage. I think Dallas uh, hopefully will find a way to get a score early to get the confidence and then just, uh, you know, maintain enough of a lead throughout the game i'm gonna pick him to win like 21 to 17 i'm really struggling with this one because the the redskins are a good team Uh, they have a really good defense but it's on a short week and typically you know we you look at just the the history of the thursday night games even in the the NFL today these are all basically blowouts or high scoring games like Carolina has a good defense they went to Pittsburgh and got shellacked I mean that game was over in the first 10 minutes uh you look at the 49er and Oakland game that game was over in the first five minutes it it's just it's a short turnaround for good defenses to play on a Sunday afternoon to play a Thursday afternoon game however Jason Garrett has not been a very good coach on Thanksgiving Day. He is three and five as the as a head coach on Thanksgiving. He's zero and eight against the spread. Um, the Cowboys are seven the point favorites. <laughs> why, why, why because they're losing. The, why does the spread that's matter? Because they get killed on Thanksgiving. Oh my yeah, god! The spread is an arbitrary number Listen, created by Vegas to get people to to, to bet. Okay, and go ahead. Sorry. There. <laughs> <laughs> Go into your thing. That's just silly. Uh, 
They're, they're, the, the Cowboys, listen, the fact is the Cowboys should have a, a, a big advantage on Thanksgiving because of playing at home. The fact that they, they don't is kind of concerning, right? I mean, they're 3-5 and five with Jason Garrett, and they've had good teams in that stretch. They've also However, played good teams in those stretch. You know, they played, they played, they played, of those get five, eight games, how many of those were division? Like three, four? And then they also played. Feel, and actually, I think they've won. I think they've two of the three wins are the division games. I think twice they played the Redskins and won both both of those games. So they actually they have prime, more success in the division than they their do prime time games. So they the usually division. schedule difficult games. And the other thing too is that that whole you know Thanksgiving thing being an advantage for the Cowboys that went out the window when Thursday night games became a thing. That's kind of true because teams are now used to that schedule. Yes, so it's not um, like we have the advantage there anymore. All right, I am going to go on to back pick. to your point. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I I guess apparently this co- this podcast needed context or something. We never needed it before, but um, <laughs> I am picking the Cowboys to win a pretty low scoring game. I'll say 20 to 17. Washington covers the spread, but the Cowboys win at the end. Um, I think I think they're going to get enough plays in the passing game with Amari Cooper now. To, to at least help aid their offense a little bit more. And, hey, you go back and you watch that Washington game before, the, the offense gift-wrapped basically 10 points from Washington. One of them directly led to a touchdown. Washington's offense did not have much success at home with a healthier team. So I don't expect them to light the Cowboys up on Thanksgiving. But uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolPCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat lots of turkey and go Cowboys. Mm-hmm.